Um, you know, and you mentioned it's almost like uh, he gets into a, a regular PGA Tour event and he loses interest. Uh, you know, he gets the interest peaks when he's in a major, and and everything he does leads into that major. Um, he even, you know, even in his press conference said that majors are easier to win, in his opinion. That was because, bold, by the way. What? That was very bold. Well, yeah, and that's as bold as the statement that he made when he said, I'm the guy to win this, I'm the guy to beat this week. He's like Babe you, Ruth, Muhammad Ali, he's got, and, and by the way, that was, but I was he backs th- it up. I was thinking that before Brandel threw that out, so Brandel and I are thinking on the same wavelength, I'll take that as a compliment, um, but yeah, he it's, it's I just with the way Brooks talks, I can just see Babe pointing out there to you know to right field. It's like, <laughs> come on, are you serious? Yeah, yeah. So what he said in the press conference is he said 156 players in the field. He said 80 I'm going to beat. 80 of those guys I'm going to beat. And then he said half of the rest won't play well. And he said the other half the pressure is going to get to them. So I just have to stick around and 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 give myself an opportunity. All right, so wait, we're talking about – so he's, he said about 80 guys that are out of us. That leaves him with about 75. Right. And so then half of those guys aren't going to play well. So now right. we're down to 38 or something. And then he said half uh-huh. of those guys, the pressure will get to him. So he, right. he's basically saying it's less than 20 players that he has right. to beat. Well, right. I mean, that, that's and what he Tom said, if Ma- I just stick around – then I'm going to give myself an opportunity to win a major. See, and that's what Tom Watson used to say about bad weather days, right? He would just say half the field's beat already. Exactly. And but this is exactly. a guy that won. I mean, how many how many majors did did Watson win? Seven, nine, um, something like that. You know, I mean, the he guy, won a bunch, man. Yeah, I mean, he was. You just knew that. Now that, that's why he was, you know, Mister, you know, British Open guy because he just loved that bad weather and and he thrived on it. Well, yep. And and I, you know what? Hats off to Watson for doing that, for making that sort of his thing. And who knows? Maybe he didn't love it. I mean, he grew up in Kansas City, right? I mean, I don't know how bad the weather was there often, but you know, I I I just think he sometimes. When you know what your job is going to be, and that playing an outdoor sport, you're most likely to find some some inclement weather from time to time. And, you, and rather than uh, moan and complain about it, you just say you're going to embrace it, and that's going to be your thing. And and it served him well. Brooks Kepkis is saying, "Look, major championships are my thing. It's what I love. It's you know, it's what I do for fun. And no, I'm not going to stop working out just because it's a major championship. No, I'm not going right. to quit bench pressing 250 pounds as many times as I can just because someone dared me to do it just because it's a major championship. I I am who I am. I'm doing what I'm doing. And by the way, its results are showing that it's better than what anyone else is doing. Yeah, and you know, it's a great story about what he's been able to do and where he's come from. Out of college at Florida State, goes to Europe, plays on the Challenge Tour then gets his European tour card, then makes enough money and qualifying for some majors and that kind of thing, makes enough money to jump to the PGA Tour. And uh, here he is after, you know, five, six, seven years or whatever, um, having an opportunity to get his fourth major championship out of six wins or out of five wins to get his fourth, which would make it six. Yeah, I mean, Andy North was impressive. He had two wins on tour, and both of them were U.S. Opens. Uh, yep. This is this is taking it to the next level. I mean, we're talking about back-to-back Wanamaker trophies. The last guy to do that was Tiger Woods uh, in what? Oh six, oh seven. I want to say mm-hmm. five, six, yeah. six, seven, something like that. Six, seven, six, seven. And then you know, back-to-back opens. The last guy to do that was Curtis Strange in in eighty nine ninety. So.
Hey travelers, do you want to save money on your next flight? Then pick up the phone and call. That's right, call. Because the best prices are not online. They're with SmartFares. See, SmartFares has special deals with the airlines. When they have unsold seats, they use SmartFares to fill them. So you get airline tickets at ridiculously low prices. Our prices are too low to publish online. With the extra money you'll save, you can book another trip or treat yourself to dinner or shopping. So stop searching all of those travel sites to find the lowest price on your next flight. Let one of our SmartFares expert travel agents find ridiculously low prices for you. Call SmartFares today and get the best price on your next flight. Guaranteed. Also, save up to 50% off business and first-class tickets. 855-325-1780. 855-325-1780. That's 855-325-1780. Want to fly somewhere? Looking for cheap flights or cheap tickets? Then call. That's right. Call the low-cost airline travel hotline now for prices so low, we can't publish them anywhere. Low-cost airlines has all kinds of cheap travel deals. Fly domestically and save up to 75%. You can even fly internationally and save even more. Yes, fly anywhere in the world and save a lot of money on your plane tickets. We'll even save you money with cheap travel deals on hotels, rental cars, even complete travel packages. So don't book your tickets until you call us first for the absolute cheapest prices on U.S. and international airline tickets and hotels. Call right now for prices so low they can't be published. Travel experts are here 24-7 to help. 800-754-4531. 800-754-4531. That's 800-754-4531. It has been said that everyone has a book in them. But do you have the time or the ability to write your book? Maybe you picked up some skills or had a life experience that you want to pass on in the form of a book to help others. Maybe you want to leave an autobiography for your family. Or maybe you've built a successful business and you want to share your story. At Dorrance Publishing Company, we have professional writers who can help turn your book idea into a finished manuscript quickly and affordably. A Dorrance ghostwriter can provide as much or as little help as you need to complete your book. You'll work directly with your ghostwriter to finish your book faster than you ever could on your own. It's easy to become a published author. Call Dorrance now to learn more. 800-485-6003. Call right now. That number is 800-485-6003. We can neither confirm nor deny the existence of this legendary looper. Here he is, the caddy on Real Golf Radio. Caddy joins us right now on Real Golf Radio. Caddy, good morning. Good morning, gentlemen. It seems like we just saw each other. Which is a nice thing because we hadn't seen you previously for quite some time. Yeah. And, you know, speaking of not seeing people for quite some time, I ran into Jason Gore out on the court. Yeah, he was at, out there at Pebble. Yeah, he's uh, I guess he's helping with the setup. But that's that's pretty cool. He's a new player. He's, he's their first uh, player uh, uh, liaison. That's it, liaison. Thank you, Bob. Player liaison. I I, I like to refer to him as Ambassador Gore. <laughs> Ambassador Gore. <laughs> Ambassador. Gore. I like it. I like, he's a good guy. I like visiting with him. He's. 
He's fun. I just remember him kind of bursting on the scene at the 2005 U.S. Open, and he just smiled the whole way. And why wouldn't he? He was near the lead for most of the most of that Open before Michael Campbell won. But uh, just a fun guy to watch, smiling, having a good time. Just always enjoyed watching him play golf. Yeah, he's a pretty pretty well liked individual. Nice guy. So let me. I, I'm going to ask you both a big question. Do you remember how Jason Gore got on tour? Um, I don't. First battlefield promotion from the web. I, Nike is my guess. I don't know. How. Ding, 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 ding. Right. You're correct, Caddy. Well, is that surprising to anybody that the Caddy nails another one from deep in this? You know, I mean, come on. <laughs> Give that man his prize. What was the one that I got that was real good? It was the uh, first green jacket to Sam Snead. That was a good one. Yeah, it was a really good one, actually. That was a really good one, yeah. yes. I also yeah. threw out a picture of a old-time golfer with a sword, and you nailed in a flex pose. In a flexed pose, saying, oh, "This Frank is Franahan. Yeah, I said this yeah. is Brooks Kepka's um, ancestor. <laughs> right. <laughs> But I also gave you a little biography on Frank Stranahan, not just the answer. The only thing I know about Frank Stranahan is what I read in Mark Frost's book, The Match. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, he's a, he was an amateur, big-time amateur legend back in the uh, – would that, would that have been in the 40s and 50s for Stranahan, I guess? Yeah, yeah probably. Yeah. Definitely somebody I would have enjoyed watching play golf. Well, that brings us to a Pebble Beach experience. We did. We met at the great, uh, what, what was it? That was Mark Twain or somebody said the greatest meeting of land and sky or land and sea or something like land that. Land and sea. Robert Louis Stevenson. There you go. Ding, See, ding, ding. man. Go ding, 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 ding. Ding, ding, ding. So what, we found ourselves there. Monterey Peninsula, Pebble Beach, Championship Preview Day. We've been talking about it here on the show. But it was great to have you out there. And um, my favorite moment was I was I was getting beat up a little bit on the golf course, and I'd hit one under the tree on – what hole were we on? 15, 16? 16. 16, and uh, Caddy yep. comes walking out of the the, uh, the shadows, and he says, it's 80 yards to the end of the fairway. You're just going to want to lay it up there. And I said, what? What are you talking about? He goes, well, I'm pretty sure you're blocked out by a tree. And I get up there, and sure enough, ball was underneath the tree. But I took a six iron out. I ripped it underneath the tree, up over the next one, carried the bunker short of the green, and just off the back fringe, and got it up and down for par. So the caddy, I credit the caddy with motivating me, getting me back on track. It's all about the psychology. You just need to know how to talk to your player to get them to do the right thing. So I'm thinking with all this ding, ding, ding going on, I need to challenge this $2 million Jeopardy guy. <laughs> well... Like yeah, if they were all like golf questions. You, you know, Bob, oh. that's, like, that's, like, that's like the guys at your club who are in their mid-40s and said, I'm going to try that Champions Tour. <laughs> I, can, I can do that. I can do that. Doesn't look that hard, huh? Yeah, so anyway, it was good times. What did, what did you think about the golf course setup? Obviously, you were there working, putting the greens book together. What was your take here? We were just a few weeks away from the U.S. Open there at Pebble Beach. What was your take on the condition and setup of the golf course so far? Well, the setup looks so much like it did at the last U.S. Open, and I haven't thrown the lines down on top of the old ones, but it's it's the same setup. It's, it's really good, great setup, and... Uh, I just hope it firms up. It's just a little too soft right now for the U.S. Open out there, and it's been raining, and uh, 
you know that that place will dry out quickly with with any with any lack of moisture, and uh, you know, you usually get a breeze. It it can dry out in just a couple of days, but it needs to. It needs to to have the U.S. Open feel to it. You know, um, I'm just looking at the weather forecast, and it looks like it's going to rain on Sunday, but Monday through through Sunday of the of next week, partly sunny, and then nothing but sun for the next week. Perfect. That's all I need. It'll transform that you wouldn't even recognize it. It's Man, it was lush and green, right? It was. Oh, yeah. It looked like the AT&T, didn't it? Yeah. I don't know. Everything yeah. I've heard about the AT&T, and I haven't obviously not, I've not played in the AT&T, but the green seemed to be much firmer than what you would experience at the AT&T, right or wrong? Correct. Yeah, the greens were firm. Were, yeah, you walk up onto that apron and onto the greens, and you could feel the firmness uh, underfoot, so... And they were pure arena. Boy, that's the oh. best I've ever seen in 20 years. Beautiful. It's pretty hard to believe that, you know, Poana greens are that nice and that smooth right now. Yeah, you can. I mean, there's lots of pure Poana. you go got Oakmont and places around that, those areas, some, you know, New York areas. You get Poana is awesome when it's right. It's a great surface. It's awesome when it's right. San Diego Country Club knows how to do it right, that's for sure. Yes, that's they right. do. There All right, go. so, Caddy, let's let's talk about the golf course. Uh, Bob and I both shot even par on the front nine, and Bob did pretty well on the back nine. I got my butt kicked on the back nine. That that stretch from, you know, 8 through 14 is just tough. I mean, I, I know I'm not a good player, but these guys are going to have their hands full with as narrow as the fairways are and and as thick and tough as that rough is, you got to hit fairways, huh? It's a brutal stretch, and you know, you know, Brian, you know what's wrong, you know what's wrong with guys like Bob. What's he do? The very first hole he plays at Pebble Beach, he makes a birdie. The very first one. Yeah. Why does he do stuff like that? It was number seven. You know, what is this a gift or something? I mean, why does he get this privilege? He says it's number seven, like it's no big deal because he was hitting a little chip, fifty-eight degree wedge. Well, I'll yeah. tell you what, the wind was howling behind you. It's downhill. There's nothing but ocean all around. And, you know, it does take a well-executed shot, albeit a short one, but a well-executed shot to find the surface. Well, I'll tell you what, Brian, that's your little warm-up shot, and then you're really starting on eight. And, wow, I mean, that's like that's like playing your first game of basketball and you, you get to go against LeBron or Michael Jordan right off the bat. I mean, it's... Number eight, number nine, number ten, you're just the, the meat of the golf course right there. That's a tough way to start your round at Pebble. Well, I'll tell you what, the, the interesting thing, for those that have played Pebble Beach, the, the, the sight lines are completely different there on number eight. Of course, it's a blind land area, and so typically you're looking at these particular houses or chimneys or trees out in the distance, you know, uh, and, and they're, they're different. Where you think the fairway is is no longer fairway. Bob and I both ended up on the right-hand side, and I, w- I went first, hit a four iron, and the the rough just turned my club over, and I hit it almost straight left, which was a good thing for me. Otherwise, I'd have been in that ravine, and uh, and I had to play from there. Bob was able to get better contact. Would you go with five iron, Bob, or did you stick with four also? No, I stuck with four and hit it in the ravine, yeah. and I ended up making double. Right, cause, I mean, and Bob got a good strike on it. It just was so thick, it's hard to get anything on it, and it ended up coming up short in the ravine. He had to drop, and yeah, like I said, took a 
took a double there. So I mean that's that's how quickly and they were both pretty good drives. I you know it wasn't as if we had you know hit bad drives on that hole. So just man, that's just a tough one. It's any consolation I can tell you that no one in the world could hit a four iron out of that rough onto that green. Yeah, I wasn't I wasn't being too smart. I should have taken a six or a five iron and hit it up over to the left and then played up. A little layup area, yeah. Yeah. They narrowed that layup area secretly just a little bit, I found in my travels. Just they brought it in a few yards. Made it just a little smaller. But the interesting thing that Caddy is the rough. Um you had you had mentioned when we were on our way down there that uh that it wasn't too bad. And, it, you know, it's got some time to grow and that kind of thing, but it's really sticky. Just like Bethpage was. It's not too long, but, man, it's wet and thick. Wet and thick down there. You're not going to move it too much out of there. That really makes that shot that Tiger hit on number six just that more incredible. When you go down there and you look up that hill, <laughs> I think he had 200 yards to the hole. And that was that rough was brutal, and he just how did he do that? That's inhuman. Yeah, it really was. Brooks Kepka is the kind of guy. I mean, you you realize how strong these guys are, and the way Brooks was able to hit balls out of the rough at Bethpage, similar conditions that we'll see at Pebble Beach, and which is why you got to look at hey, uh, Brooks Kepka's probably and 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 no doubt about it, he's the uh, the odds on favorite. Just saw the latest. Odds out there for the U.S. Open. Brooks Kepka, uh, I think it was eight to one odds. Tiger, ten to one odds. I think was the last I saw. So it's it's Brooks and Tiger. Same two guys we're talking about going into Bethpage. Same two guys I think you'll be talking about going into Pebble Beach. I'm going to tell you who will contend and could win the U.S. Open, and this is one that I don't think anybody else would pick. It's this is complete. It just occurred to me. You know who's been playing sneaky good golf lately? And he hadn't played much for a while for a good reason. And he's he's not a young man anymore, but he's playing pretty well. And this course fits him really well. Jim Furyk. Wow. Yeah, how about that? How about that early call right there? The captain. Jim Furyk, the captain. That would be quite the thing to bookend his career with a pair of U.S. Opens, one at Olympia Fields and one at Pebble Beach. That would be something. I could see him. I could see him definitely having a good week. Hmm. So, Caddy, let me ask you a question: Is this is Pebble Beach a golf course that brings more players into play? It's not like a Beth Page where it's a bomber's paradise, right? Absolutely. It, it's it's a little bit like the Players Championship. Let's look at it that way. So, tends to tends to allow a, a player like that to. To have a better chance of competing, um, I will. You know what occurred to me though? I walked up to the to the eighth green uh, today. It was I walked up there and I just I'm like, wow. I mean, how small and nine? How small are these greens at Pebble? Right? They're just tiny. So really, what's that tell you? Well, great iron player. You got to be a great iron player to do well at Pebble because you can't miss a lot of greens and do well. That's all there is to it. Tiger was probably, obviously, arguably the best iron player maybe ever. And, uh, you know, look at his success. And DJ, who dominates at Pebble, plays well there. You know, another really good ball striker. 
So uh, you think about McDowell, good ball striker. Maybe maybe that's the key. Maybe that's the key. Look at the stats of who hits lots of green. Maybe that's maybe that's the guy you focus on. Himself. All right, good stuff. Hey, real quickly before we let you go, and we're running out of time. Tiger Woods was on property the day after we were there. Of course, he wanted to wait and see how we did before he decided to give it a go. But what you saw him out on the golf course? Any observations? Yeah, he's he, he's he's kind of unmistakable. I didn't know he was out there, and I was wandering down the path on 14, and he's walking up to the 6D, and I'm like, oh, that's Tiger. <laughs> Couldn't be anybody else. The way he's walking up the hill, I didn't watch him hit any shots, but uh, he's walking with, uh, I don't know if he's playing by himself, but, but his, his uh, girlfriend was walking along, and and uh, yeah, it was just dressed all in gray or black, and it was a gloomy day and misty rain, and it was almost like uh, Bagger Vance or something. I mean, it was like he just appeared out of the mist all of a sudden. <laughs> Tiger Woods. Like, wow, that's kind of cool. I love it. I love it. Good stuff. Yeah. Well, Caddy, it was always good to see you, man. Uh, glad we could hook up at uh, one of the best places in all the world right there in Monterey. And uh, got a little fish, a little something to eat out there on Fisherman's Wharf. Good stuff. And uh, we look forward to talking more U.S. Open and Pebble Beach as we get closer. Yeah, we're going to have to do that, that again sometime. But next time, i got to bring my clubs. Yes. Yes, you do. All right, well, well thanks. Thanks for the good meal, gentlemen. I much appreciate it. You got it. Good to visit with you. Thanks, Caddy. <laughs> there you go. That was the Caddy joining us right here on Real Golf Radio. Looking back at Pebble Beach and the championship preview day. Great to have him alongside. And uh, Bob and I had a great time as you've been hearing us discuss this uh, this uh, episode on the show. Uh, we'll take a short break. We'll continue next. Thanks for joining us. You're listening to Real Golf Radio. ChromeSoft isn't just another tour ball. It's the golf ball that's changing how tour balls are made. When Callaway made a low-compression, low-spin tour ball, others said they might be onto something and tried doing the same, but they can't. Because ChromeSoft is the only ball engineered with a graphene-infused dual soft-fast core for serious speed and unbelievable control around the greens. See for yourself why everyone is playing and loving ChromeSoft. Order the ball that changed the ball at CallawayGolf.com. Callaway's new Apex Irons redefine players' irons. Unmatched feel, distance, and control have been forged to perfection to deliver category-defining performance. Apex Irons are the ultimate forged players' distance iron. Callaway's 360 face cups generate industry-leading distance, unmatched feel, and will get every golfer's attention. Tungsten weighting in each iron fine-tunes launch, trajectory, and delivers tremendous control. See perfection in every shot with the new Apex at your local golf retailer or visit CallawayGolf.com and see what makes Callaway the number one irons in golf. At the first tee, it's the little things in life we pick up. Hey, thank you. That make for a successful future. Thank you. You're welcome. Thanks. Oh, you dropped this. Because little things can carry a big impact both on and off the course. Hey, thanks. To learn more, visit thefirsttee.org. The new OGO Alpha Convoy Golf Bags 
set a new standard for what carp bags should be. The new OGO Shano Fuse 304 stand bag is ultra sleek, but there's nothing simple about it. The OGO Alpha is inspired by tactical military gear and high-performance equipment from the outdoor industry. While the Shadow's integrated design and finest performance materials work seamlessly to deliver absolute efficiency for unmatched performance. Both are in stores now or check it out at OGO.com. Your hands. With the grip, they form the connection between you and your club. In a game where feel is so important to playing your very best, great shots begin with a great grip. For every golfer who wants to play better, there's a Lampkin grip. We just changed the putter. Now you need to change yours. A multi-material shaft enabled a radical shift in weight distribution resulting in a putter designed to improve your actual stroke. Because a better stroke helps make more putts. This is a stroke of genius. Stroke Lab from Odyssey, the number one putter in golf. You're listening to Brian Taylor and Bob Casper talking golf since Jordan Spieth was in first grade. You started it. That's real golf radio. All right, welcome back to Real Golf Radio. Brian and Bob with you. Thanks for joining us again. Check out our new Instagram page at Real Golf Radio is the, uh, the way you search for us. Don't do the one with the underscores. That one we're trying to get rid of. It's the it's the new one, and you can see the pictures of us at Pebble Beach. By the way, this segment brought to you in part by Odyssey Golf, the number one putter last week at Bethpage. In fact, they've been a clean sweep in all the major championships thus far. Odyssey, the number one putter in golf. Bob, uh, coming up next, we're going to hear from John Bodenhamer from the USGA, and he's taking over the setup of the golf course for the championships, including the U.S. Open at Pebble Beach, from Mike Davis. And this was, uh, you know, this was announced. This is a big move, but uh, you know, John, I, I thought from our conversation, very practical approach, and, and this is a guy that you've known for a while, huh? Yeah, he played golf at BYU, where I played golf as well, um, and uh, yeah, he, you know, he was a guy that. Uh, had a lot of talent and, and uh, had a lot of ability when he played on the golf team. Had some health issues while he was in school, but uh, ended up with the USJ, which is which is a great deal. And now he's setting up courses. Yeah, it was fun to, to kind of reminisce and let him know, hey, this is uh, this is Bob Casper. You guys played together in college. Wait, what? Oh, Bob, a Billy? Oh my gosh! Yeah. And then he just <laughs> went on and on and on about how much he loved your dad and how he remembers playing golf with you. And uh, yep. th- that was kind of fun to bring that uh, back. Uh, uh, to his memory, but we had we had a really good conversation, and you, you know it's the USGA has found themselves in you know amongst a lot of controversy and how the setups go and things like that. It, it seems to me that Pebble Beach, it kind of speaks for itself. It, it doesn't yeah. need a whole lot, right? Yeah, you, there's not a lot that you have to do. Uh, just you know, narrow up the fairways, make the greens fast, dry out the golf course a little bit, and let the guys play it. And I hope that when it comes down to it, that we're talking about the players and the way they are executing their game around this golf course and less so about what the USGA is or is not doing. That's deja vu, Brian. Why? 
We talked about that last year. Is that, the same, thing? Is that the same thing we talked about? <laughs> well, look, I mean, they made some changes. They obviously heard some things. Jason um, Gore is now an ambassador or a player uh, liaison so that he can yep. sort of keep the, the, the pulse of the players and take that feedback. And they're taking that serious. And, and I think all of these things, putting John out there, putting Gore out there, I think there's some, there's some things that they're really making an effort. Now the proof is in the pudding. I guarantee they don't want to have any kind of controversy at this place. I mean, Beth, Beth Page is, excuse me, me at pebble beach is just such an incredible place so here yep. we go uh, our conversation uh really enjoyed the chance to visit with john so we're here just off the first fairway at uh, pebble beach and just a couple weeks shy of the u.s open returning and uh, pleased to be joined by the usga john bodenhammer who is taking over this year he's the senior managing director for championships and uh, it's a big role for sure john and, and thanks for your time and spending a few minutes with us absolutely it's an absolute honor to be here at pebble beach and uh, really think about another u.s open coming here not a bad place to take over the reins at is it yeah you know pebble special to everybody i you know you kind of think about it and i do anyway is it's certainly a national treasure and really you know it's it's a mystical place almost um i don't want to get too corny but <laughs> the cathedral of american golf i heard earlier today from jason gore is now on our staff i think that's a great line it's a yeah. place that everybody knows and so much history has unfolded here. We're proud of how much USGA history has unfolded here. You know, you think about it, and all the great names are on that trophy that have won here. It's just something amazing. Yeah, no doubt about it. What are some of the things that uh, spectators can expect to see that's different than what we see every year at the AT&T? Ah, uh, goodness. Oh, the golf course will be a little bit different, but uh, I think just the atmosphere of a major championship. Uh, it'll look a little different than the AT&T, you know, February to June. It'll be a little, it'll be a little drier, a little faster, a little firmer, uh, depending on the weather. We're watching that closely, but I think just the 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 atmosphere of a U.S. Open, 50,000 of our closest friends every day, you know, and, uh, and and just the attention of the worldwide golf community on this event. Uh, for the week is just something that uh, is, doesn't happen very often, especially here in this great place. Will this U.S. Open be different as far as setup is concerned as compared to what we've seen in the last little while? It will not. Uh, we're just going to set the golf course up in a way that will let uh, the U.S. Open be what uh, has always been at Pebble Beach. Uh, and I mean that. Uh, you'll see... Uh, fairway widths that are identical to what they were in 2010 when Graham McDowell won. And you go all the way back to 1972 when Jack and then Tom and Tom and Tiger. Uh, it's pretty much, now there are little nuance changes, but it's really the same golf course, the same setup. You know, there are, there, are, there are little things here and there. You know, we've got some new putting greens out there since we were here in 2010 that were restored by Mr. Palmer and Pebble Beach Company. But it's it's pretty much the same. I mean, think about the great history that's been here. Why would we change yeah. anything, right? Yeah. That's the way we think about it. Yeah, and you, you mentioned the golf course uh, and, and the history here. It, the test is really there in itself. So from a setup standpoint, I mean, yeah, the fairways may be a little narrow. The rough might be a little more penal, things like that, firmer, as you mentioned. But, but this is a tremendous setup and a tremendous test already. Ready, huh? It is. It's just Pebble Beach. It's what Pebble has always been, and I think uh, that's the way we look at it. I mean, to us, we're focused on, really, to be honest with you, you know, Brooks has run at a three-peat. <laughs> you know, you think about it, a guy yeah. since 1905 for a chance to do that. Yeah. And then Tiger, uh, just what the amazing uh, run that he's been on, and, and to think about a record-tying fourth U.S. Open. And then you think about Phil. We're all fans of Phil, right? I mean, he, uh, to win the Grand Slam here, you know, last October, uh, Nick Price, who's on our championship committee, uh, who's one of the finest human beings I've ever met. Uh, every time he says something, it's it's really good. He said something that stuck with me. Uh, 
John, it really matters to the guys where they win their major championship. And you think about that. You think about Jack, Tom, Tom, Tiger, Graham. To add your name to that list, I would. who wouldn't want that? And then you think about what's coming up, what's ahead. We had the U.S. Amateur last year, and we've got the U.S. Women's Open in 2023. And think about those great players. And we're already we're thinking about how we present the golf course here so that we can present it similarly in 2023 and just showcase uh, how great those uh, players are as well. So um, have, have you listened to the players at all, um, talking with, with, you know, type of discussion that they have or any comments, that kind of thing? We absolutely have. And I think if there was one thing that would be different this year than maybe, well, maybe any other U.S. Open is over the last uh, year, especially the last several months, um, we've really made an effort more than we ever have to engage with the players to really listen to their perspective. I could give you examples. We, you guys know we brought on Jason Gore a few months ago. He's been out on tour the last six weeks. And I think that's something that's been missing with us. We haven't had that bridge to the players. Um, I was talking to a former champion a few months ago, right before we hired Jason, and he said, you know, John, um, the guys out here, and I know it's not true because, you know, he, we talk a lot, but he said the guys, a lot of the guys, not all of them, but they just don't think you care about what they think. And that's the furthest thing from the truth. That really that really struck me. And so I've made a concerted effort, as has Jason, uh, to really engage the players. I flew down to the Texas Open about a month ago to meet with Ernie Els. We spent two and a half hours. I wanted to hear what he had to say about Pebble. When you think about it, here's a guy. He talked about uh, 2000. Think about this. Tiger won at 12 under. Ernie finished second at three over. Mm -hmm. Now, you think about one for the ages. Everybody thinks we're focused on even par. That's the furthest thing from the truth. It's not that we don't look at score. You know, we do. But uh, we just want it to be pebble. We just want the story to be about these great players. And hearing what Ernie's perspective is was important. We're not going to, you know, there's going to be 50 different opinions. We're not going to make everybody happy. But our guiding stars present a, a, a good and true test and to, and to really present what the architect intended and then just let history unfold. Uh, my guy here, you know, his dad won this thing a couple of times. Pretty nice venues, Wingfoot and Olympic Club, right? Uh, you, you guys have some history. You, you both are former BYU Cougars uh, talking here. But but what's your thoughts and recollections on on Billy and, and, uh, and him as a champion? Well, I, I had the great uh, privilege of being at BYU in the early 80s and uh, play, played on that 81 NCAA team. Um, and I remember when you when uh, the family was living in Utah and, and your dad would come out and play with us, you know, Cougar Day or whatever. Yeah. But I, I remember playing with your dad one time. And I even to this day, Rick Fair and I, I remember talking to Rick. We still kind of will tell stories about it, uh, watching him hit some of the wedges and spin the ball and control that wedge. It's still to this day... Uh, the best stuff I've ever seen. And just for him to take the time to come out and play with us, Johnny Miller did too. Mike Reed's a close friend of mine. I mean, that was an experience. I think back and I look back on that, and uh, those are the best days of my life. I just think about that and just just pinch myself thinking how fortunate I was. Didn't even know it at the time, you know? (laughs) But uh, just to think about what your dad accomplished, uh, not just two U.S. Opens, but so much more and what he meant to the game, uh, I just uh, really take great pride in that. It was an honor. Well, John, thanks so much for your time. I really appreciate it. It's great to spend a few minutes, and I know you're going to be real busy the next couple of weeks, but we'll look forward to seeing you at Championship yeah. Week. Thanks for being here. It's, it's great to catch up and chat and anytime. Look forward to it. 
All right, there you go. John Bodenhamer with the USGA, the setup guy for the upcoming U.S. Open. Appreciate his time and sharing those insights. We'll talk more about that coming up on the back nine. Hour number two of Real Golf Radio. Thanks for joining us here as we uh, preview the championship preview at Bet uh, Pebble Beach and look back at the PGA Championship at Beth Plage. It's all backwards in my mind. It's usually the other way around. We're getting there. <laughs> we'll get all to it. Thanks for joining us here on Real Golf Radio. Travelers, do you want to save money on your next flight? Then pick up the phone and call. That's right, call. Because the best prices are not online. They're with SmartFares. See, SmartFares has special deals with the airlines. When they have unsold seats, they use SmartFares to fill them. So you get airline tickets at ridiculously low prices. Our prices are too low to publish online. With the extra money you'll save, you can book another trip or treat yourself to dinner or shopping. So stop searching all of those travel sites to find the lowest price on your next flight. Let one of our SmartFares expert travel agents find ridiculously low prices for you. Call SmartFares today and get the best price on your next flight. Guaranteed. Also, save up to 50% off business and first-class tickets. 855-325-1780. 855-325-1780. That's 855-325-1780. It has been said that everyone has a book in them. But do you have the time or the ability to write your book? Maybe you picked up some skills or had a life experience that you want to pass on in the form of a book to help others. Maybe you want to leave an autobiography for your family. Or maybe you've built a successful business and you want to share your story. At Dorrance Publishing Company, we have professional writers who can help turn your book idea into a finished manuscript quickly and affordably. A Dorrance ghostwriter can provide as much or as little help as you need to complete your book. You'll work directly with your ghostwriter to finish your book faster than you ever could on your own. It's easy to become a published author. Call Dorrance now to learn more. 800-485-6003 Eight hundred four eight five six zero zero three. Eight hundred four eight five six zero zero three. Call right now. That number is eight hundred four eight five six thousand three. Do you use the blue pill to charge your sex life? Have you been thinking about trying the blue pill? What if we can promise you the same results for less than $3 a pill? If you're paying $20 a pill for the other pills, you're getting taken to the cleaners. Our pill delivers the exact same results for less than $3. We'll do the math for you. You'll save more than $16 a pill for the same results. Want more? We'll give you 40 blue pills or 40 yellow pills for $99 and add four more pills free. You save more than $500. You don't have to be a rocket scientist to know what to do next. You need to call and get your 44 pills for just $99. Stop overpaying for the other blue pills. Call us and start saving a ton of money for the exact same results. Ordering is fast and easy with your pills delivered to your door in a non-marked package. 800-223-0992. That's 800-223-0992. You're listening to Real Golf Radio. Now back to Brian and Bob. Welcome back to the show. Brian and Bob with you. Thanks for joining us. I'll tell you what, it's hard to believe that it was already a week ago that Brooks Kepka was just dismantling the field 
at Bethpage Black. Unbelievable stuff. And the way he was able to go about finishing it off got a little tense down the stretch. DJ put a little pressure on him, but at the end of the day, it was Brooks Kepka and Beth Page Black that won. Uh, Beth Page defeating everybody except Brooks Kepka, and he hangs on for the W and hoists his uh, second PGA Championship, second Wanamaker Trophy. We'll talk about all of that straight ahead on the show. Plus, we'll continue our, our conversation and some stories uh, from our experience playing at Pebble Beach. I'll tell you what, one of my favorite ones, not only having the caddy alongside us, Bob, but you know the, the opportunity to, on 17 for the one-iron yeah. Jack Nicholas challenge, huh? Yeah, that was pretty cool. That was pretty fun. I didn't like that one-iron too much. <laughs> it looked teeny. It was teeny. It's called a knife. Yeah, it was a butter knife for sure. <laughs> did you ever carry a one-iron at, at any I point in time? I never did. Okay. But you probably carried a two-iron. I did, yeah. yeah. And that was bad enough. <laughs> Two-irons were sort of like a... The, the the badge of uh, of honor, right? Like, oh, man, yeah, I'm carrying a two-iron. Nobody carried a one-iron. Nope. Except Jack. Nope. I mean, very rarely. I remember it was, at, what was it, about 15 years ago, the one-iron tried to make a comeback. Like they, It did. They threw a few, like, game improvement one-iron type things out there. And yeah, tried it's to almost get... like the driving iron, you know? Yeah, but there was a lot more behind that than the little butter knife Jack Nicholas one that we hit there on 17. But I got to say, I, I actually got a hold of one there. I was yeah, proud of did, myself. Yeah, you did, didn't you? Yeah, I made an okay swing. You can see the video on our Instagram page, Real Golf Radio. Uh, just go ahead and check it out. No dashes, no underscores, just straight Real Golf Radio. We'll talk about uh, Beth Page and how it all went down coming up on the back nine, hour number two. Thanks so much to jo- for joining us. Thanks to John Bodenheimer, the caddy, and uh, Amanda Wiener from the USGA for joining us in hour number one. Stay tuned. The back nine is next. Radio News with Tim Berg. The First Lady and I are thrilled to be with you as we celebrate Japan's Rewa era, very special time, and affirm the close economic ties between our two nations. President Trump, after arriving in Tokyo, where he'll be meeting with the Prime Minister and also Japan's new emperor, the President plans to play around a golf or two and also attend a sumo wrestling championship match. A GOP congressman blocks a massive disaster aid bill that would have sent $19 billion to hurricane flood and wildfire victims. More from USA Radio Network's Rick Vincent. Texas Congressman Chip Roy says the bill should have included President Trump's requested funding for aid to the southern border. There's no reason this disaster supplemental should not have included the quite modest $4.4 billion that Director of OMB Vote sent to Capitol Hill. And you're listening to USA Radio News. So you sit down and do your budget, and you look at all your monthly costs and your bills and your income, and it seems like there's never quite enough. You know what would really help, finding $500 a month to help balance things out. That is the typical savings, $500 a month for a family when you switch to MediShare for your health care. And when it comes to health care sharing ministries, MediShare is really the gold standard. It's been around for 25 years and has more than 400,000 members. It's been around so long and grown so much because it works. And whether you're single or married or have kids, this could make sitting down to do a monthly budget a lot more fun. $500 a month can more than cover a car payment or pay back loans, whatever. 
So join MediShare and go out to dinner to celebrate. Here's the number to call. They are incredibly kind and helpful to talk to. 833-34-BIBLE. That's 833-34-BIBLE. 833-34-BIBLE. Missouri Republican Governor Mike Parson signed an abortion bill into law on Friday. The law bans most abortions on or beyond the eighth week of pregnancy and is expected to be challenged in court. President of the Family Research Council, Tony Perkins, on why we're seeing some of these laws get passed. Well, we've seen the United States, states across the country, moving in this direction for years. But this latest surge of uh, pro-life bills, I believe, was given birth to by uh, Barack Obama, uh, by Andrew Cuomo, by Ralph Northam, and their, their push for radical pro-abortion laws. Jake Patterson, the man who pleaded guilty to killing James and Denise Kloss and kidnapping their 13-year-old daughter, Jamie, has been sentenced to multiple life sentences. Barron County, Wisconsin Judge James Babbler has a message for Patterson. You are the embodiment of evil, and the public can only be safe if you are incarcerated until you die. You're listening to USA Radio News. With a recession ending, if you've been putting off building your business, now is the time to act. General Steel will meet or beat any price on a pre-engineered steel building of the same size and specifications. Act now before steel prices go up. So call us today for free information. Call 800-965-1290. 800-965-1290, 800-965-1290. According to a 2017 study, about 50% of American adults are married. Now other research found that roughly 40 to 50% of married couples end in divorce. Marriage expert Belinda Luscombe joined CBS this morning with some tips on when you and your spouse do disagree on things. When you're fighting, try to never say, you always or you never, because then people feel under attack. Defensive. And then yeah. they get defensive, and then the wheels come off the bus. Right. It's much better to simply start with, I'm having a problem with... I think it's really important not to fight tired or just... We've learned this from toddlers. You know, that's when they're going to have tantrums, right? Yes. When they're tired. So go to bed angry. Everything seems much simpler and clearer in the morning. Should you put and a fight on hold? If you, if you can put a, a fight on hold if you say... I can't talk about this right now, but I do want to come back to it. And then you have a history of coming back to it. Sometimes it's good to put a fine on hold, but you can't just say, I, I can't deal with this and yeah. walk out. Luscombe has been married for over 27 years and has a new book out titled Mariology, The Art and Science of Staying Together. The Missouri Special Olympic Games are canceled next weekend after a tornado destroyed the organization's headquarters in Jefferson City. Regional Program Director Joyce Steele says lack of resources, travel, and future forecasts ultimately is what forced organizers to cancel the event. I think it was just what would minimize the emotional and physical toll on both our staff and be best for the athletes. For USA Radio News, I'm Tim Berg. Rebuild or replace transmission, $3,200. Anti-lock brake system, $1,000. Rebuild or replace engine, $2,400. Truth is, once your manufacturer's warranty runs out, it's all on you. Every last cent. Get protection for covered repairs with a vehicle service contract from Toco Warranty. Unlike other companies, with Toco, there's no down payment, and the monthly payments are really affordable. Not sure how long you're keeping your car? At Toco, you can pay as you go. Keep your hard-earned cash and call Toco Warranty right now at 
800-222-2313 to save big money on covered auto repairs. Prices vary by vehicle, but for about the cost of a tank of gas per month, a TOCO plan has your back on expensive covered car repairs. Monthly payments are very affordable. Get your free quote now. Call TOCO at 800-222-2313. That's 800-222-2313. 800-222-2313. Cancellation fee may apply. Subject to eligibility. Not available in Missouri and Washington. Waiting period and deductible apply. Coverage provided and administered by Warrantech Corporation or its affiliates. Not affiliated with any manufacturer or dealership. Visit tocowarranty.com for complete terms and conditions. The second nine. The finishing holes. The closing stretch. It starts now. Here's the back nine. Our number two of Real Golf Radio. With the steady stripe it down the middle. Make every putt because it's in your blood. Bob Casper. And that better lucky than good handled dragon flipper, Brian Taylor. Here's Brian and Bob. Hey, welcome back. Nine, hour number two of Real Golf Radio. Brian and Bob with you. Thanks for joining us. And thanks for weathering through hour number one as we uh, talked about all the fun we had at Pebble Beach. I'm, I'm sure there's part of that that's like, yeah, 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 you're sticking it to us. But, hey, hopefully you enjoyed the insights from the guys from the USGA and gals. Amanda joining us as well. Amanda was great. Uh, I loved her enthusiasm and the technology behind what they're doing there at the USGA yeah. for the upcoming U.S. Open at Pebble Beach. It's going to be fantastic. And So if you haven't done so, be sure to get out and uh, download the U.S. Open app. Uh, it's available right now, and you can start digesting some of that content. Yeah. I thought it was pretty interesting how she talked about Cisco and how they're creating that bubble of you know, connectivity and everything for the people, the 50,000 patrons that are going to be there yeah. and that kind of thing and how difficult that is to be able to do that with the land and the ocean right there and all that kind of thing. I was, I thought that was pretty interesting. It's a major project. Yeah. And you know, they, again, I, I like the fact that they're embracing it. It's a different approach than certainly what, you know, Augusta national might do. Sure. Uh, Augusta national has no uh, shortage of technology. Right. And fan experience is a is a unique thing there at Augusta National when you're there watching kinda, the Masters. Kind of an experience of all of its own, not something that has to be built or, you know what I mean? That's right. Yeah, it's yeah. it's a maybe a bit more organic. Yes. And uh, a bit throwback. But again, the technology is all there, especially for those mm-hmm. who don't have the opportunity to be on site. Correct. But this on-site experience of embracing the phones, the social media, you know, the fan experience, it's it's a lot more new age stuff than what you'd see kind of at Augusta. And, and so, and that's okay, right? That's what set, that's what makes each of these things a little bit unique and different is the, the various, you know, feels and flavors to their championship. Yes. You, you really wouldn't want them all the same. And, and that's again, why Augusta is so unique and what makes the U S open so unique. So, and I, and I thought the comments from John uh, Bodenhammer about uh, the setup you know, suggesting that it's go, he's he's setting it up exactly the way it was in 2010. Yeah. My no complaints at that point. That, that's right. M- my contention, Bob, is is that Grant McDowell wanted even par. I don't see even par holding up against these guys in the way Brooks yeah. kept his point. We'll talk about all that next. Callaway isn't just pushing the boundaries of driver technology. They're pushing ball speed further than humanly possible. The new Epic Flash Driver with Flash Face technology features Callaway's first ever driver face engineered with artificial intelligence. By harnessing this power, Callaway was able to create, test, and refine over 15,000 different faces to find the absolute fastest one. The way speed is created has been completely transformed. Learn more at CallawayGolf.com slash AI. The new Chrome Soft is better from tea to green. 
To maximize control, you need a ball with a soft, thin cover. Chrome Soft has a Tour Urethane cover, which feels incredible. Under the cover is the mantle. The guys in R&D at Callaway have tuned this layer to produce a more penetrating ball flight from 50 to 125 yards. Distance control in the scoring zone is everything. More control means more birdies. And I like birdies. This is the dual soft fast core. So what does it do? It produces ultra low spin off the driver for incredibly fast ball speed. Yet the core is still soft enough for you to compress the ball off the long irons. It's extremely soft and extremely fast. That's the secret behind Chrome Soft. The new Chrome Soft from Callaway. It's the ball that changed the ball. We just changed the putter. Now you need to change yours. A multi-material shaft enabled a radical shift in weight distribution, resulting in a putter designed to improve your actual stroke. Because a better stroke helps make more putts. This is a stroke of genius. Stroke Lab from Odyssey, the number one putter in golf. At the first tee, we believe a good grip can be the foundation for success both on and off the golf course. We don't just teach golf, we teach life skills. And help drive young people to be the next generation of great mentors. To learn more, visit thefirstd.org. Big Bertha. It's an iconic name, some of the longest and straightest clubs in all of golf. Well now, the legend just got even easier to hit. The new Big Bertha irons from Callaway are powered by a suspended energy core, a totally new construction to deliver easy launch, long, consistent distance with incredible sound and feel. This is by far Callaway's easiest to launch distance iron ever. Get big time distance now. Experience Big Bertha irons today at your local golf shop or at CallawayGolf.com. Now back to Real Golf Radio with Brian and Bob. All right, welcome back to Real Golf Radio. This segment brought to you by Callaway Golf and the new Epic Flash Driver and Fairway Woods. Check out CallawayGolf.com and one, find out what AI had to do with making a face faster than humanly possible. Epic Flash with Flashfish technology at CallawayGolf.com. Uh, talking about our U.S. Open experience, the preview day. Also looking back last week at Brooks Kepka's historic win at the PGA Championship at Bethpage Black. And uh, it's it, – it, I, I tweeted out. I said, hey, I just woke up. What happened? Um, it was a seven-shot lead with nine holes to play, and then all of a sudden it was down to one. Yeah. And we thought, hey, you know, maybe something might happen. It's never over till it's over. Billy Casper, Arnold Palmer, you know, this whole thing, 1966 U.S. Open. But it wasn't to be. Brooks Kepka uh, holding off all challengers, including Bethpage Black, who was a, the biggest challenger last week. Yeah. Uh, what what a beast of a golf course and what a beast of a player. I mean Brooks, what can you say? We said going into the the event that Tiger Woods and Brooks Kepka were the two guys that you had to look at. Yeah. Tiger missed the cut. That was shocking a little bit. Um, but then Brooks Kepka goes on and just 
absolute domination. I know it's close there at the end, but yeah, he dominated the event, no doubt about it. For <coughs> excuse me, for the whole tournament. I mean, he led wire to wire, no ties, no nothing, led wire to wire. And the thing about it is, we talked about this golf course, um, Beth Page Black, that it was a golf course that you were going to have to be a long hitter, a bomber on it to compete on it. And and that's what it turned out to be. It turned out to be the two guys that work out together and all that kind of thing with Brooks Kepka and Dustin Johnson. And then and then we saw, uh, you know, Jordan Spieth sneak in there at tie for third with Matt Wallace and Patrick Cantlay. So, um, but the guys that we thought had a chance to win, the long hitters were the guys that were right there at the end. You mentioned the wire-to-wire, first time in 36 years. Yep. Hal Sutton, the last one to do it, in 1983. There's only been, what, five on the, on the list? Hal Sutton, Raymond Floyd back in 82, Nicholas in 71, Bobby Nichols in 1964. Mm-hmm. So um, pretty impressive what he was able to do. He also became the first player to hold back-to-back majors at the same time. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, you think about all of the records – that Tiger Woods set or broke or tied during his run, and he holds the back-to-back major titles in two majors at the same time, U.S. Yep. Open and PGA. Yep. And um, and he's looking, speaking of Pebble Beach, he's looking for a three-peat, and, and that's what John said. He's yeah. like, you know, we're, hey, Brooks Koepka's you know, looking for a three in a row here. That hasn't happened in 115 years. Yeah. The nice thing about Pebble Beach, as as I had alluded to with the caddy, is that it allows more people to get into the mm. mix, um, which I think this is probably a pretty good um, venue for Phil Mickelson to have a chance to get the career Grand Slam. It's probably one of the best venues that would fit his type of golf play at, at his age right now. Um, he won there earlier in the year, so I think this would be a good good one for him to gear up for for um for that career grand slam and having a chance to win that the other I, i'm with you let me sorry to cut okay. you off i'm with you on that 100 percent until i went and played there and re- recognized how different how short how small those fairways are in comparison to what they're right. at the at&t right so having said that tight fairways don't typically fit phil mickelson all that well yeah so how how different is it going to be for phil playing under those conditions versus winning at the AT&T. I think I think it'll be it'll be more difficult, but still if if Phil can rein it in and get and hit fairways. I mean, he's played that golf course enough times. He's played it in major championships as well. If he can rein it in and get it be able to get that ball and hit the fairway, I, then I think Phil'll have a pretty decent chance at it. It really comes down to whether he's hitting fairways. Yeah, right? absolutely. That's, he, that's if, what's going to be. For the first 36 holes, if he just puts himself in the rough every time, I don't care how strong you are or how much you activate your calves. <laughs> you yeah. Know, you, it's, Not your glutes, your calves. Yeah, he's all about the calves and the yeah. thumb. Yeah. Thumbs and up. The thumb. That was that was pure gold, by the way. <laughs> pure Twitter gold, Phil. Oh, my gosh. Uh, anyway, uh, yeah, I, I'm with you, though. I, I'd be, I don't know how you don't root for a guy like Phil Mickelson to do it at the U.S. Open. Yeah. I mean, Six times a runner-up. Right. His chances are, I mean, let's be honest. I mean, his chances are I think this slim. is it. Yeah. At his age, I mean, he's he's closer to being a, 
a ceremonial player than he is competing and contending for a major championship, right? right? Unless it's the champion store. I, Phil Phil will resurrect the champion store, PGA Tour champions. Yep. He, he's going to be fantastic. And uh, but but regardless, this is you, you got to root for the guy. He won at Pebble Beach earlier. You know how badly he wants to win that U.S. Mm-hmm. Open and what that would mean to his career, and he's he's such a fan favorite. So anyway, all for all those reasons, I would be rooting for Phil. I think this one and next one. Next one's Wingfoot. Remember, he lost there at Wingfoot in 2005. I remember six, 2006. Yeah, I 2006 do remember. 2006, when yeah. he when he made the debacle on the final hole that cost him such an opportunity an to win. Yeah. Um, so this one in 2000, this one and 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 Wingfoot. I, you know, probably his best chances, but I would think this one because he's had more success here. Yeah. Anyway, so. back back to Brooks Kepka, four yeah. majors in eight starts. Yep. I mean, he's joining guys like Hogan, Nicholas Woods, Kepka. <laughs> I mean, so I, I guess at what point in time do we stop looking at at Brooks Kepka as uh, this lightning in a bottle, flash in the pan? You know, won a couple of majors, mm-hmm. that's all he's got, kind of thing. To this guy is rewriting some history here and doing some things, and he look out. Yeah. Like expect Brooks Kepka to contend or win at Pebble Beach. I, yeah. But I, the thing about Pebble Beach is there are some holes that that those guys that hit it long can take advantage of, but there's also holes on that golf course where you don't have to be long. So. I mean, I I think this this championship's going to be somebody that's had success in majors before, but it it opens up a more diverse field than just a bomber like Beth Page did. Case in point, Graham McDowell. Yep. I mean, Dustin Johnson was rolling. Yep. In 2010, Graham McDowell ends up the champion. Tiger Woods was the previous one in 2000. Mm-hmm. Certainly, Tiger at the time was was the bomber domination yep. that Brooks Kepka is to golf today, right? I mean, mm-hmm. he was dominating golf courses, in, playing a different kind of game at that time. Yep. Tom uh, Kite. Was Tom Kite the previous one after yes. that? Tom Kite, not a bomber. No, not a bomber at imagination, all. Right? Not a bomber. Tom Watson. Tom Watson. Not a bomber. No, mid-range. Jack Nicholas bomber. Yes. So if you go Tiger and Jack out of those five, Mm-hmm. I mean, two out of five. That, right. I mean, that's you're right. I mean, to your point, that's it brings a lot of different players. And Tom Kite, am I not mistaken? That was his only major. That is correct. Tom Watson was that his only U.S. Open? Only U.S. Open. Okay. So. Yep. Jack Nicholas, his own? No. 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 Tiger? No. 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 Graham McDowell? Yeah. Yeah. So it's you know right. I mean, you get two of the game's greatest ever. To. You know. Hoist that U.S. Open trophy at Pebble Beach. That's iconic. Yes. Like winning at St. Andrews, you want to win the U.S. Open at Pebble Beach. And I think it's something special. And that was it. Yeah. Was it Bodenhammer that yep. was saying that? Right. It matters to these players where yes. they win. Absolutely. So anyway, kind of kind of interesting. Brooks Kepka, with his win at the PGA Championship, regains the number one spot in the official World Golf Rankings. Bam. So um, the other thing is most. Most major wins before the age of 30. Kepka was 29 years old and 16 days. Get this. Before the age of 30, Tiger Woods, 10 major championship wins. It's 10. It's unbelievable. Bobby Jones and Jack Nicholas had seven. And then uh, young Tom Morris, Willie Anderson, Walter Hagen, Peter Thompson, Gary Player, Seve Ballesteros, Rory McIlroy, and Brooks Kepka had four. 
or have for. Those are the big names in golf Those history, are it. Huh? Those are it. Right there. And I most, can't believe Tiger, 10 before the age of 30. It's Even though we were in the middle of it watching <laughs> this, you still, you, you just put and it in perspective. he's only got 15 now. <laughs> yeah, good point. Wow. That's quite the 20s. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, stay tuned. More Real Golf Radio continues next. Thanks for joining us. Not too long ago, it felt good to withdraw your cash from the bank, didn't it? For a vacation or a new car. But today, withdrawing your own cash has become risky. Pat Boone here for Swiss America. According to The Secret War, a new Swiss America white paper, I learned that all banks are now required to spy on you and me for the government and then report any financial behavior deemed suspicious or unusual. You must read The Secret War. It's free. Truth is, I believe the government's new war against cash is really a war against us all. But the secret is now out. So please, get and read The Secret War. Pick up your phone and call right now. 800-932-5517-800-932-5517-800-932-5517. Once again, that's 800-932-5517. Dish TV is better than cable TV. Why? Because you can save 45% on packages compared to your high-priced cable bill. Wow. Take those giant scissors out and cut the cable and save with Dish TV. Plus, you get a free DVR upgrade to record your favorite shows and free installation. And with Dish Anywhere, you can watch TV for free on your mobile device. Act fast. You can save hundreds of dollars. Does your cable company do that for you? Get all the best TV programming at your fingertips at a fraction of the price of cable TV. So say adios, arrivederci, goodbye to the high cable bill, and save up to 45% on Dish TV packages today. These are limited time offers and can change at any time. Call fast. 800-405-2561. 800-405-2561. That's 800-405-2561. Hey, travelers, do you want to save money on your next flight? Then pick up the phone and call. That's right, call, because the best prices are not online. They're with SmartFares. See, SmartFares has special deals with the airlines. When they have unsold seats, they use SmartFares to fill them. So you get airline tickets at ridiculously low prices. Our prices are too low to publish online. With the extra money you'll save, you can book another trip or treat yourself to dinner or shopping. So stop searching all of those travel sites to find the lowest price on your next flight. Let one of our SmartFares expert travel agents find ridiculously low prices for you. Call SmartFares today and get the best price on your next flight. Guaranteed. Also, save up to 50% off business and first class tickets. 855-325-1780. 855-325-1780. That's 855-325-1780. Now back to Real Golf Radio, talking golf back when 300-yard drives were big. For real, here's Brian and Bob. 
Right, welcome back to Real Golf Radio. Brian and Bob with you. Thanks for joining us. This segment is brought to you by Odyssey, the number one putter at Beth Page last week. Number one putter in golf, clean sweep of the majors so far. New Stroke Lab technology. A lot of guys are switching to it. You're seeing that. Check it out and find out what it's all about at your local pro shop or go to odysseygolf.com. You're okay with it, aren't you? I'm okay with it. <laughs> are you okay with it? Yeah, I'm making some nice putts. Yeah. Making some. I'll tell you what, those greens at Pebble Beach, I, I, again, I've only had a chance to play it once, and it was in 2010 for media day, right. preview day. It, but they weren't this firm and fast. They are fast, you know, and it, uh, the wind was blowing that They'll day and the sun was out. They'll be a little quicker. I think they got quicker as the day went on. Yeah. My, my, my contention is. is it, I, they I'm started not, to dry out a little bit. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. I think the way in our afternoon wave, yeah. it's probably different. So if you're listening to guys. You know, they're, they're talking about their experience. That's not Brian Katrick from XM. Yep. He played in the morning wave. My guess is that morning, those morning greens probably putted a little bit slower than what yeah. we had in the afternoon. Yeah, in the afternoon, we saw we saw the green surfaces. As you see, when, when a green kind of gets stressed a little bit because of um, lack of moisture or whatever, they have pl- they've had plenty of moisture and Tons. that kind of thing. But you saw how they started to get kind of get a little splotchy. Mm-hmm. You know, you started to get kind of that little dark green, kind of almost purple color. Um, but I'll tell you what. Which is amazing with all the rain they've Some done. of the best greens I've ever put in my life. And fast. I'm oh, telling you, they, they were, were nice, fast. Especially going downhill. Yeah. That little putt, was that on six? What was that? Where Four. Was Four. That Where I made that made birdie. Just above with a little yeah. right to left breaker downhill. Mm-hmm. I mean, that was a beautiful putt. Just absolutely beautiful putt. And uh, it that that's one of those that you don't just hit it just right. You're probably 10 feet past the hole. Oh, yeah. And you only had about, what, six, eight feet? Yeah. Maybe an eight-footer. Yeah. But if you miss it, it's ten, it's 10 feet past. Oh, yeah. It's smoking. <laughs> so that was nice. If you want to see the card, we got it posted on our new Instagram page, Real Golf Radio on Instagram. Uh, there is another Real Golf Radio page. It looks very similar to ours with the underscores and da- uh, uh, in between the, the words. And as I told the story earlier my son put that together a few yeah. years ago but we never really embraced instagram we're now embracing it uh-huh. but now my son can't remember his password so i can't do anything about the other one <laughs> so we'll see eventually we might be able to get it taken down but check it out we put some fun pictures on there and you can see the card bob with a little 76 pretty smooth there bob yeah 76 first time playing yeah. it come on first man. time ever u.s open u.s and open. the wind was howling yeah, it was blowing pretty time. good. Yeah. I mean, 20 miles an hour for, yeah. for a good portion of it. So, look, it's not that's that's nothing to – I know you're not going but, out winning a U.S. Open shooting 76, no. but that's not what you were trying to do. You, you you played the golf course very well. But what's interesting and remarkable about playing golf there with the wind and sea level and right on the ocean and everything is how much shorter you hit the ball oh. <laughs> than we do up at up at elevation where we live. It's crazy. There's no doubt about it. Yeah. The thing is, the thing that surprises me about it's 15, seaside, 20 yards difference. Yeah. With the, irons. And if you're into the wind, yeah, ball goes nowhere. Yep. But it's a downwind, wall. the ball, the the downwind is not proportionate to the into the wind shots. Right. Does that make sense? Like, uh-huh. if you're figuring, okay, I'm going into the wind, I got a factor of plus 15 because the way the wind is blowing. If right. you're going downwind, it's not minus 15. I don't, I don't yeah. understand what the science behind that is i I really don't but it's not the case it's the same thing when i play san diego country club into the wind shots it just that just hammers the golf ball but going downwind it's not helping it the way you might 
you know, the opposite yeah. version, yeah. the opposite way, right? So I, I'm not sure what the – and you know what? It, maybe it is. I just don't know what I'm talking about. But that's the way it felt when I played. Downwind shots. Helped, wind helped a little bit for sure. But into the wind, sheesh. Some of those uphill into the wind shots, we were, we were doing plus 20, plus 25. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. That's a lot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Good stuff, though. Uh, yeah, it, uh, Pebble Beach is a special place, and this is going to be a special U.S. Open. You, you just get the feeling with what Brooks is doing, uh, the fact that, you know, I know Tiger missed the cut, but he's the current Masters champion. Yep. you got to expect that that you're going to expect more of what you saw at Augusta got and less of what stories. you saw at Bethpage, yeah. right? Yeah. Uh, Jordan Spieth is, look, he finished third. And he finished third, and he shot 65 in his first round this week at and and he's tied Colonial. For, at Colonial. He's tied for fifth, and he leads the field in strokes game putting at six point six six zero. Wow, that's a big number. He's made three hundred and seven feet of putts in the first two rounds, combined. I saw the PGA Tour tweeted something that it's the first time in his career that he's made more than three three putts over, over forty, 40 feet, feet. Yeah, in a single tournament. So I think by way his putter goes is the way his golf game goes. Well, and he so led the field last week and yeah. I think I don't know if he ended up at the end of the day at the end of Sunday, but for I know through 54 holes he was leading the field yeah. in strokes game putting. Yeah. So I think um what I'm saying is is that um his his long game is is coming around and his short game is really stellar right now. Really good. So that that's exciting too. You start to see that come together and then you wonder about a guy like Dustin Johnson who you know, contended last week at, mm-hmm. at Bethpage and then was right there and probably should have won in 2010 at Pebble Beach. He should have. Had a horrible start to the yep. final round and just never recovered. Yep. Uh, that happens, right? I mean, it happens. But Dustin Johnson's a different player now than he was in 2010, and so he's a guy that you got to watch for next week or, or coming up at the U.S. Open. But <clears throat> um, when you start talking about Tiger, this is really interesting all of this stuff is converging. You've got you got Tiger Woods returning to Pebble Beach mm-hmm. from the way he, you know, probably put on the, one of the greatest performances ever in 2000 on that golf course in the US Open. Yeah, we just talked about Jordan Spieth who's starting to regain some form after an amazing couple of years that he yes. put on early in his career. We talk about Brooks Kepka and what he's doing right now. We talk about Phil Mickelson trying to come back and capture a, a US Open. You talk about all these storylines, and, and it makes you think about runs and time that these guys, the the bookend, I guess, what I'm trying to say, of, of a guy's run. Like, how long can they sustain it? How long is it really? Right. And that is the real story for a guy like Jack Nicholas and for Tiger Woods mm-hmm. is the sustained greatness that they had over that period of time. And you always said this when we, right in the middle of the 2000s, when Tiger was doing what he was doing, and I was just going off saying, "Oh, this is going to be, this is going to happen forever. Tiger's going to win 100 events and 25 majors," which he was well on the trajectory of doing, by the way. And you kept saying it all depends on health and how he's able to, you know, if he if he can stay healthy. Yep. And he he didn't. He had things, you know, outside of golf and his own, you know, health and the back surgeries and everything that went along, knees and backs, everything, right? So for whatever reason, as you pointed out, in his 20s, he gets 10, and now he's had five since his 20s. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> he's now in his 40s. 
So that was a massive run, but it was sustained over a decade, which is which is incredible. Brooks has got in the middle of this run that's basically been going for two, three years. Two years. You could say two, two and years. a half years. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So he's on this incredible run. So Jordan Spieth's run was that 2014-15 into 17. Yeah. Really, 2014 to 17, we'll call it, right? Right. That three-year period. And so how how long do these runs last? Rory McIlroy's, the way he dominated, we were talking comparisons to Tiger Woods, the way he dismantled Congressional, a wet Congressional, mm-hmm. but then threw Valhalla and the PGA. Yeah. So that was his little... So I think it's when guys are this good and they're in this zone, it shouldn't surprise us anymore that they go on to win and accomplish and start setting all these records. So that's why I don't think you should be surprised if Brooks Kepka rolls at Pebble Beach because he's in that zone and he's got the confidence out the wazoo right now and he's playing some some of the best golf ever. Yeah. And I don't know when that streak's going to end, but it's – it's been proven in those examples I just mentioned that it all sort of comes to an end at some point, even I, for Tiger Woods. I think Brooks Kepka when he got to Bethpage, because he was playing, he played well the week before at Dallas. When he got to Bethpage, I think he was licking his chops with that golf course and the setup of that golf course. I think he just, I, I think he knew, like he knew last year, I'm the guy to beat. I'm the guy to beat this week. Why is he not going to feel that way in a couple weeks at Pebble Beach? Because I think it's a different golf course. It's a different golf course that brings more guys into the mix. Okay. I'd argue that he's won on all different kinds of golf courses. I mean, look at – first of all, he won at Aaron Hills. People discounted it and said it's not well, a U.S. Well, that was a Bombers Open. paradise. Okay, great. But it, okay. but it was a – but Xander Schauffele, who hits the ball plenty far, but yeah. he was right there chasing that one down. Ricky yeah. was right in the mix on that one. Um, then he goes and wins at Shinnecock. Mm-hmm. Okay, Shinnecock. This is the t- a little okay. bit more of a Bombers golf course. It is, it it is, but yeah, it's a long golf. It's a beast of a golf course. Mm-hmm. But you also, it was also much more narrowed. It was more traditional. It wasn't right. this new fancy Aaron Hills. That's right. that's a that's it's not a PGA champ. This is U.S. Open. Brooks is like, yeah, I just won it again. Yeah, Bell Reeve, a little bit more of a traditional golf course. Yeah, and look at all the different kinds of players that were in there. Yeah, that were in the mix there. And then he goes to Beth Page Black, which is just the ultimate bash your head in hard golf course. Yeah. And he's like 63. Me. It's all me. So I, I, you again, know, I don't know why. You can't, the thing is, is you can't discount him. He's, he's the betting favorite. I just think that there's more that can be in the mix this time. I don't disagree with, with you. I don't disagree with you. I'm just saying I don't, I don't, he is absolutely going to have the same confidence going into Pebble yeah. Beach that he had a year ago going into Shinnecock. Even Jordan Spieth said at the beginning, he was pl- totally pleased with how he finished, but he said he knew at the beginning of the week that he would have to play flawless for 72 holes to even have a chance to win. And he said it's pretty disappointing to know that when you go into the week, you don't have a chance. And he's not going to feel that way at Pebble Beach. No, your he's point. not. Yeah. Exactly. All right, Real Golf Radio continuing next. Thanks for joining us. So you've thought about LASIK surgery, but you're hesitant. 
I get it. It's your eyes, and while it's a hassle to deal with contacts and glasses, the thought of a laser in your eye sounds painful and scary. Well, let me tell you, I had the same feelings until I went to Hoops Vision for my free evaluation. I was super impressed with the time they spent, and they put all my concerns to rest. I left excited and confident knowing that I was in the best hands with the latest technology. The day of the surgery was easy. No pain, comfortable massage chairs, and warm chocolate chip cookies to help me relax. And then the miracle. Within a few minutes, I could see. It's an amazing feeling, and now I can see where my golf ball goes, and I enjoy wearing sunglasses and not dealing with contacts that dry up out in the sun and the wind. It's why major champions like Mike Weir chose Hoops Vision. Hoops Vision is world-renowned, and with new techniques such as smile and camera, there are more options than ever before. Visit HoopsVision.com today and schedule your free consultation. Mention Real Golf Radio, and you could save $1,000 off your procedure. More choices, more experience, better vision at Hoops Vision. And here's Ricky on 12. What a comeback it's been for him today. Pin placement is a little tricky. We're seeing something... uh... Something is getting closer. Holy. What the? And that'll cost him. It can be dangerous to drive while distracted. Yet at any daytime moment, almost 660,000 drivers across the country are using electronic devices while they drive. Join me and commit to always driving distraction-free. We are farmers. The new OGO Alpha Convoy golf bags set a new standard for what cart bags should be. The new OGO Shadow Fuse 304 stand bag is ultra sleek, but there's nothing simple about it. The OGO Alpha is inspired by tactical military gear and high-performance equipment from the outdoor industry. While the Shadow's integrated design and finest performance materials work seamlessly to deliver absolute efficiency for unmatched performance. Both are in stores now, or check it out at OGO.com. You can tell a lot about a golfer by the way he sets his hands on the club. Is he squeezing the life out of it, or is it like he's cradling a newborn baby? Holding it light so he can feel the club head eliminates tension, increases swing speed, and improves accuracy. These are the things our grips promote. Because the secret to golf isn't how you put your hands on the club, it's the way you put your hands on a wind grip. Win, play your best golf. Callaway isn't just pushing the boundaries of driver technology. They're pushing ball speed further than humanly possible. The new Epic Flash Driver with Flash Face technology features Callaway's first ever driver face engineered with artificial intelligence. By harnessing this power, Callaway was able to create, test, and refine over 15,000 different faces to find the absolute fastest one. The way speed is created has been completely transformed. Learn more at CallawayGolf.com slash AI. You're listening to Brian Taylor and Bob Casper, talking golf since Jordan Spieth was in first grade. You started it. That's real golf radio. All right, welcome back to the show. Brian and Bob with you. Thanks for joining us. This segment brought to you by Callaway and the Chrome Soft. Chrome Soft X is a ball that changed the ball. And Chrome Soft X now with triple track technology. TTT. <laughs> we, we, uh, we both played those uh, golf balls around Pebble Beach. Yeah, sure did. Plenty long. Nice soft feel around the greens. Yep. If you haven't tried it, what are you waiting for? 
Uh, check it out, CallawayGolf.com, or just go pick up a dozen and play for yourself. They also got the uh, new Stars and Stripes Truvis are out for this mm. Memorial Day weekend, mm. which is uh, really cool. So yep. be a good opportunity to pick up some of those if you wanted to get out and play them. Play some golf this Memorial Day weekend. It's good times. And uh, remember those that sacrificed so much so that we could have the opportunity to go do such things as golf and have a Monday off from work and celebrate the freedoms that we enjoy. Yeah. Um, Brooks, I, I just looking at all these notes on Brooks Gepka, and it's, it's, it's amazing. Back to number one in the world. Second player to win back-to-back PGAs in, in the modern era since yep. it's been stroke play. Tiger did it twice, and now Brooks Kepka has done it. Um, we mentioned the first player to hold back-to-back major titles in two majors at the same time. He has only six PGA Tour wins. Four of them, Bob, are major championships. Yep. He's a massive closer. He's, uh, I think, what, now four of six with the 36-hole lead? Uh, I mean, he, he just... It's a guy that if he gets out front and has a good round at Pebble Beach, you got you, you just it's going to be discouraging for the other players in my yeah. opinion because they just he's a guy you don't want to let him get too far ahead. Yeah, he's he's uh, also has two wins this year. He won the CJ Cup at Nine Bridges and the PGA Championship. So two wins in eighteen and nineteen. Uh, I didn't realize this, but five top tens in eighteen nineteen season wraparound season, um, and. Uh, He's won twice the PGA Champions twice in PGA Championship twice in seven starts. Pretty incredible. Yep. Uh, so yeah, hats off to um, to Brooks Kepkin. Congratulations on that. Also, uh, again, watch for him coming up at Beth Page. All right, let's look at this week, Bob, because we got a, a nice event going on right now. Yes. At Colonial, so one of the traditional classic golf courses there in Fort Worth, and just on the PGA Tour in general. Ben Hogan's. You know, home golf course. Yep. You know, just really neat tradition there. I know your dad. Like, did your dad win a Colonial? Twice. There you go. Okay. Yeah. By the way, if you're going to ask, did 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 your dad? Yeah, just plan on at least once. <laughs> I mean, when you win 51 times in your career, you probably won. Yeah, you probably won there at least once. I remember the first time I was on that golf course. I was caddying for Keith Clearwater, um, and we walked up on the first tee the first day, practice round. And on the first tee to the right, <clears throat> to ride the first tee, they have this wall, and it has, every, it has everybody's name engraved on it that has won in, won the golf tournament. And I said, my dad's won here at Colonial before, and I go, yeah, yep, there he is, and yeah, there he is. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty cool, pretty cool to be on that golf course, which is a phenomenal golf course, great track, um, and see that he's won a couple times there. It's pretty cool. Not particularly long golf course, right? No. Tight. 7,7200 yards, something like that. But the interesting thing about this, go- about this golf course is that <clears throat> off the tee, you get those quirky lines, kind of like you do at Riviera, mm. where the fairway bends at the right time. So guys have to hit and shape shots off the tees to get the ball in the fairway. Mm. Uh, if you get it out of the fairway, it's Bermuda rough. And the ball goes in there and drops to the bottom because there's no structure in Bermuda to hold the ball up up high. So if you drive it off the fairway, you're not going to have fun. <laughs> <laughs> but Jonas Blix is leading. He's at nine under par. He has one-shot lead over Kevin Na and Tony Finau. Tony shot 64 in the first round, uh, came back with uh, 68 in the second round. And Tony 
last week at the PGA Championship, was struggling with his putter, shoots 79 in the final round. I guess he shoots one. What did he shoot? He shot like even par one over the front nine last week at the PGA Championship and shot like eight over on the back nine and shot 79. Hmm. Um, So he put the claw grip into play this week. I did see that, yeah. And he shot 64-68. So, right hand, claw grip. Claw this. Yep. Same putter, just different grip? No, new putter. New putter? New putter as well. Okay. So, Rory Sabatini's at six under par, and then you've got Nick Watney at five, Jim Furyk at five, C.T. Pan at five, Jordan Spieth at five, and Jason Duffner also at five under par. So... As I said, Jordan Spieth is leading the field in strokes game putting at 6.660. Damn, man. He's rolling them in from everywhere. That's what happens uh, yep. when you're going he to do that. He had a 50, what, 50-foot 50 1-inch or 52-foot 1-inch, something like that putt yesterday on the 12th hole. Just a bomb. Knocked it right in the heart. It's pretty sweet. Yeah. It's, it's pretty I, sweet to yeah, see. Yeah, it's, it's a great feeling when you're rolling putts in from everywhere. I mean, that's the way he... Kind of dismantled Matt Kuchar when he hoisted the Claret Jug a few years ago. <laughs> uh, the other interesting thing is, you know, we talk about the draw and the benefit of, of the draw in, in certain events. Um, so guys that played early late averaged a stroke higher than the guys that played late. Late early? Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. So pretty interesting. How stuff like that works out. Well, there you go. uh, So we got uh, the Colonial going this week. And, again, a couple of things you like to see. Tony Finau rebounding and playing nicely, as you pointed out. Mm -hmm. Um, We we talk about Jordan Spieth. And there's Jim Furyk. Yep. How about the caddy with the Jim Furyk mention, huh? (laughs) Throughout the the Furyk. That would be something. Yeah, it would be something. In this era of young guns, if uh, bombers... Guy like Jim Furyk comes in, the captain. Yep. Comes out and challenges. Well, watch out for that call. And as the caddy talked about, Tiger Woods played last week. What Thursday, right? No. Uh, yeah, Thursday. Yeah, because yeah, we played yeah. Wednesday. We played Wednesday. Yeah. So he played Thursday morning. That was kind of a dismal, gross day there. Yeah. With the wind and the mist and cloudy, misty. Yeah. Wind, yeah. But he played Thursday, but also it announced that he's playing next week. At Jack's event memorial. Yeah, what's your take on that? I mean, I, I think it's he got, great. He got a lot of criticism not coming into the week, uh, having played since the Masters at the at the at Beth Page. Right. He misses the cut, and so. then only played nine holes in practice rounds. Right. Well, he was there the week before mess yeah, around, but, but still, still, yeah. So I th- I think this is great. Tiger play at Memorial, take his traditional week off, then go right into the U.S. Open. So I think that's I think that's good. He's already played one round. I'm sure he's going to play more the week of the event. Uh, as far as practice rounds are concerned, and and he gets a uh, he gets another 72 hole warm up going into going into the U.S. Open. So, Rick, another another interesting note: Ricky Fowler had made 21 cuts in a row on the PGA Tour, second highest current active streak, and he missed the cut this week. Hmm. Shot three over par. So, wipes that out. I imagine we'll see him at Memorial next week, also. Uh, I would think so. I, I think you'll see the majority of of guys. So, uh, you know, I was looking. I was wondering what the schedule was going to be like. Um, now, we've got the Charles Schwab Challenge right now. Then we've got Memorial next week. Then it's Canadian Open. 
That's right. And then the U.S. Open. So two national championships back-to-back. Typically, you would go from the Open Championship yes. to the Canadian Open Correct. to Bridgestone, Firestone, WGC <clears throat> event to the PGA Championship. Yes. Well, it's a week off and then PGA, right? Yep. Yeah. So, yeah, it's a, it's a different kind of schedule. And here we are. It's going to be major number three mm-hmm. for these players uh, in, in just a couple of weeks. And then, you know, you head over and you play in Ireland and then come back and you take you got playoffs and President's Cup. And then we kind of rinse and repeat yeah. next year. See what happens. Uh, so, yeah, pretty cool stuff. Uh, so, yeah, I, I'll look for, uh, look for Tiger to play next week and see how he – Tiger doesn't need to go out and win next week. Um, in my mind, to, to be a contender at Pebble Beach. But you'd like to see some more consistent play out of Tiger yeah. at, at, at Memorial. Yeah. Some signs that he's on, kind of a little bit of that fire, maybe a couple fist pumps along the way, mm-hmm. just something to kind of give you the thought that, yeah, okay. I think I think Pebble Beach is probably a course he's got in his, in his mind. Yeah, I can win on this course again. This, this course sets up for me well. I've won here many times, but it's not – it's not like Bethpage. This is a golf course I can win on. Even in my current state and age and that yeah. type of thing, right? Yeah. Where Bethpage is, it's a bit overwhelming. Yeah. Bethpage was a course when Tiger was in his 20s, was a golf course that he could win, that he won on in a U.S. Open. And a U.S. Open setup is much tougher than a PGA setup. But, but, as a lot of players were saying, it reminded them a lot of what the U.S. Open setups were like. Yep. So, yeah, that that type of golf course or Bethpage last week was more of a more of a youthful golf course. I'm with you. Yep. You gotta have your. <laughs> you gotta be. You gotta be. Uh, have some strength, as the caddy would strength. say, to be able to get through. Not not the Tiger is lacking in that department, but he certainly isn't in his 20s like right. he was uh, at one time. Um, all right. Uh, so it, just just real quickly before we before we run out of time here, we talked about the, our, our chance to get out there and play Pebble Beach. The the one iron challenge <laughs> on 17. We touched on this a little bit in the yeah. first hour, but that was a pretty cool experience. Those. Yeah. Those little golf clubs, I mean, you think about the evolution of golf clubs, right? Crazy. And how good those guys were to hit those kind of clubs under the gun. Yeah. In contention mm-hmm. to be able to make contact with that little thing. Yep. Was, that was crazy. It was fun, though. Yeah. Yeah. So what was that 17. shot, about 220? Two, From back there, 250, 220? Yeah. Yeah, because the, the further up tee, it was a 180 to carry and probably 192, I think, was what it was. Yeah, and this so, is back yeah, on the other so side this, of the road. Yeah, so it's probably two, 215, 220. Yep. The fact that you can hit a one iron. Wonder, I mean, is that the same? Is the tee, is tee and ground the same back in 72 and Jack? Is that, yeah. Yeah, is that you had to go spot? back across the road, you bet. Yep. That's why they put it back there yeah. and why they put the – But it's crazy to think those guys can hit like from that back tee, like five iron, six iron. Now? Yeah. Well, that's golf ball. I, I I mean, I was thinking about the fact that he hit that. I mean, I hit that one iron pin high in the bunker with today's golf ball. Yeah. He did it with a bolada. Yeah. I mean, a think about that. spinny golf ball. Think about that. Yeah. He hit that big thing out there, wind brought it back in, took one bounce, hit the flag, and dropped down. <laughs> I mean... 
those balladas don't have the same feel and sound and cut through the wind the way golf balls do today. That no. is for sure. Yeah. So, so it's, they were risers. Yeah, that's that's exactly how I hit all my shots when I was a kid. <laughs> get up in that wind and just gobble it up. So, yeah, pretty neat, pretty neat opportunity. Thanks to the USGA for having us out there last week. Golf course is in phenomenal shape, and it's going to present a, a, an extremely great test. Another interesting thing that the PGA Tour has decided, starting in 2019-20 season, they're going to go to 65 in ties for cut, for the cut line, and they're going to do away with the 78 um, secondary cut. Interesting. Yeah. So... So 65 and ties get you all the way up into 78 players. Oh, well, so be it, huh? Yeah, there weren't that many players right. that were, or many times they were over 78. But to do away with that, they decided to go to 65 right. and ties. Interesting note. You're listening to Real Golf Radio. Hi, Rick Tittle here. You may know me as the sports talk host that can talk about all sports. Football, basketball, baseball, hockey, soccer, golf, tennis, auto racing, boxing, Olympics, rollerball. But this time I'm here to talk about pain. If you have pain in your knee or your back like I do, then you should know about the Health Alert Hotline. If Medicare is your primary insurance, then you could qualify for a back or knee brace at little or no charge. I have an old injury from my football playing days. And anything that can help take that pain away and make it more manageable, that has my attention. I love the free delivery, and they take care of the paperwork for you. So if you have Medicare and need help for back, ankle, knee, or shoulder pain, please call the Health Alert Hotline at 800-428-1570. That's 800-428-1570. Agents are standing by 24-7, so go ahead and call now, 800-428-1570. It has been said that everyone has a book in them. But do you have the time or the ability to write your book? Maybe you picked up some skills or had a life experience that you want to pass on in the form of a book to help others. Maybe you want to leave an autobiography for your family. Or maybe you've built a successful business and you want to share your story. At Dorrance Publishing Company, we have professional writers who can help turn your book idea into a finished manuscript quickly and affordably. A Dorrance ghostwriter can provide as much or as little help as you need to complete your book. You'll work directly with your ghostwriter to finish your book faster than you ever could on your own. It's easy to become a published author. Call Dorrance now to learn more. 800-485-6003-800-485-6003-800-485-6003. Call right now. That number is 800-485-6003. Hey, travelers, do you want to save money on your next flight? Then pick up the phone and call. That's right, call, because the best prices are not online. They're with SmartFares. See, SmartFares has special deals with the airlines. When they have unsold seats, they use SmartFares to fill them. So you get airline tickets at ridiculously low prices. Our prices are too low to publish online. With the extra money you'll save, you can book another trip or treat yourself to dinner or shopping. So stop searching all of those travel sites to find the lowest price on your next flight. Let one of our SmartFares expert travel agents find ridiculously low prices for you. Call SmartFares today and get the best price on your next flight. Guaranteed. Also, save up to 50% off business and first-class tickets. 855-325-1780. 
855-325-1780. That's 855-325-1780. You're listening to Real Golf Radio. Now back to Brian and Bob. All right, welcome back to the show. Really appreciate everybody for joining us, uh, in, especially in hour number one. We welcomed in a couple of USGA folks. Amanda Wiener, who is taking care of the PGA or the, the U.S. Open fan experience, and then John yeah. Bodenheimer, who's the setup guy, former BYU player. And yep. It was fun for you guys to catch up. Yeah, it was. I, I hadn't talked to him in... Well, since <laughs> probably 81. <laughs> so you guys are standing there talking, and he's just like, yep, yeah, yeah, we're all, he's rolling through interviews. He had interview after interview after interview. I know. And I'm like, uh, yeah, Bob's a BYU Cougar, too. And he's like, oh, really? When were you there? He's like, oh, okay, that's cool. And then he just like, it didn't dawn on him. I'm like, well, his dad, you know, won a couple of these things. And he's like, wait, Oh, 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 and then he yeah. and they totally gets it. So anyway, if you missed uh, any part of that, you can check it out on our website at realgolfradio.com or our Twitter handle at realgolf where you can catch our conversation with John Bodenheimer and how his philosophy in setting this U.S. Open, this upcoming U.S. Open. Um, it'll, it'll be, I think it, it sounds good, I right? I mean, it always, mm-hmm. that's the kind of the thing, though. It sounds good. Um, hopefully they actually go through with it. And I don't remember much controversy in 2010. So no, to me, it's one of those golf courses that you don't have to do a whole lot to otherwise, uh, uh, other than, um, Dustin Johnson wasn't able to get it out of the rough there right around the second green. <laughs> that was, that was the big thing. And, don't it hit let, it there. and it let, it let, uh, Graham McDowell right into the mix, but interesting thing. You had mentioned it earlier. We had Mike Weir on last week talking about Beth Page. Beth yeah, Page. Yeah. And Mike Weir qualified for the U.S. Open at uh, in Dallas last week. He shot um, he shot five under par for two rounds, finished tied for fifth, at, and uh, nine, ten, ten spots available in Dallas. And Mike is going to be playing at Pebble Beach. And incidentally, in the year Tiger won in 2000, I caddied for Keith there at Pebble Beach. Mike was in our final group. We nice. played together, Keith and Mike. Nice. So, yeah, congratulations, Mike. Thanks for uh, spending some time with us on the show on your way to qualifying yes. for the U.S. Open. For Dave and Bob, I'm Brian. We'll see you. Thanks for listening to Brian and Bob on Real Golf Radio. Join us on Twitter at Real Golf or on our website at realgolfradio.com. It's been real.